0: called but it is impossible to answer that call unless God creates a change in our hearts that through no human explanation or resource, uh, a change that only God can make, which 1 Corinthians 5:17 says makes us a new, new creature. creature and enables us to respond to the gospel, that really is the definition of regeneration. Back again on a Wednesday. Thanks for joining. I'm Andy Burrack.
1: And I'm Derek Gillespie.
0: Derek, last time you, uh, you uh, or maybe two times ago, I can't remember now, uh, you talked about um, a little bit about your personal background and what uh, we're learning a little bit about you here as we go along. So you would have been a teenager in what decade?
1: Uh, in the seventies. Okay. What was the cool
0: lingo back then? <laughs> if you if you were talking with the fellas, uh, and and someone had a uh, let's see, someone had a. A uh, a nice car or a, or a nice set of clothes. What what would be like the thing you might say? What would be the
1: word you? Yeah, might say? nice a nice ride, some nice vines or some nice threads. Nice <laughs>
0: vines. Now, I've never heard that before. Some nice vines. Yes, that, that's a car <laughs> or clothes. Clothing. Clothes <laughs> is vines. Okay. What now? Now it's like if if it's cool. Nice rags okay rags? rags okay yeah. but what, what if something was cool what would you say is there something was sweet okay yeah that i, I yeah. remember that I, I was teenager in the late 80s and it, what was it was it like it wasn't gnarly was it, it was, i mean some weird language <laughs> because now i as i teach school i hear some of these things mm-hmm. like uh probably the things oh, oh <laughs> one of the one of the this is really funny to me it is but the it probably won't be to very many people but uh a, the phrase now is woke? Are you woke? Yes. Are you which, woke? Which which I think means like Not with it, but like, are you up with the times Mm -hmm. or are you connected to what's really going on? If that's wrong, people can clarify. But I was sitting at Thanksgiving dinner a couple years ago when it was first coming out. And I I said, what what does it mean to be woke? And younger people at the table started laughing at me because even in asking the question, I proved I didn't know what the (laughs) answer was. I'm not with it. (laughs) It's funny how you you go through these generations and people kind of come up with their own language. You watch Leave it to Beaver and everybody's Uh a creep. Right? Yes. Everybody's a creep, or yes. or uh, stop it, stop it, Sam. I mean, these, these, and then you and then you go to the Brady Bunch, and things are groovy. You know, I watched Beaver this morning. Oh, you did. I love. Beaver. What was the episode? What was the episode? Do you remember? I'm
1: trying to think now. It's because it was early this morning. Now, are you an Eddie
0: Haskell fan? Yes. Yes. He just yes. died recently. Did you hear yeah, that? He yeah. He did.
1: 76 years yeah. old. Yeah.
0: Eddie Eddie Haskell. He's yeah. the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If Max, were, if Max Max, likes to say, cool it, Sam, or whatever. Or, yeah, those, so you go through those. Even television kind of goes through those uh, kind of language shifts. And, and we use that to talk this morning. I said this morning. Again, I don't know when people are listening. But we use that to start our podcast today by talking about, let's talk about Christian language. Okay? And in, in the break between our recordings, you uh, you said how it used to be popular for people to say born again. And and we've we've both kind of agreed that that's kind of not happening anymore. Um, there there are some Christian terms I, I try to steer away from using those yes. because they they mean words have meaning but they may not have the right meaning to people. For instance. Uh, growing up or, or, or years ago, you said it used to be born. What did a person mean, do you think, when they said born again? Or, or maybe expand on what you meant by people always would come around and say they were born again.
1: Well, if people were born again, they were more or less saying that they had a religious experience. Okay. Uh, and maybe they knew Christ, but a lot of times Christ wouldn't even come into the picture. Yeah. But they had this major religious experience. Yeah.
0: Maybe in? The, do you think that was like 60s and 70s, or or even in the 80s a little bit? In the early 80s, okay. I'd
1: say as well, especially in Hollywood. Yeah. You know, for a time, not only in Hollywood but in sports, even you saw that a lot. There were, you know, a guy hits a home run, and I think they still do that. They yeah. point in the sky. Yeah. But this guy would would tell you that he was born again. Yeah. You know.
0: I think earlier, maybe in the 40s and 50s, some of the language was like. Maybe it maybe it started again. This is not meant to be a historical accurate by any means, but we're just having discussion. But the idea of okay, bow your head and close your eyes and repeat yes. after me. Yes. Invite Jesus into your life. Right. Um, you know, uh,
1: you're on fire for the Lord. Yeah,
0: I'm sold out for right. Christ. That was mm-hmm. one maybe mm-hmm. back in the you know 90s or whatever. Um, all these different terms. Why are people uh, people like to use those terms, maybe because it makes them feel connected, or as you said, they have a religious experience. And that leads us, we, we mentioned born again, because it leads us into the next step here of the, the order of salvation, which is the idea of regeneration, Right. which the Bible uses different terms for that, new birth, mm-hmm. born again, mm-hmm. regeneration. So what we want to make clear to, to everyone today, as we discuss it, is, you know, what is regeneration? Um, So after a person is called, um, obviously through the general call, underneath they also hear the effectual call, right? They, they, They hear God speaking to them, not in an audible voice, we don't mean that, but God drawing them, we talked about that last time, to this effectual, immutable, holy calling. And then the next step in that process is he regenerates them or gives them new life. Can you give us a head start into the discussion today? What do we mean by that? Uh,
1: When we talk about uh, regeneration, you're talking about new life. Uh, We have to stop and think that prior to knowing Christ, we're all dead. We're all spiritual. We're zombies because physically we're walking around, but spiritually we're dead, meaning that we're separated from God. We can't even hear his voice or appreciate anything about God or even do anything to please God because we need to be brought to
0: life. God makes the call, okay? God makes that effectual call and, but he is not making the call to himself, he is making the call to a person. To, as you just said, a spiritually dead person. So then that begs the question, how can a spiritually dead person respond to that call? Uh, how can a person who is dead in their trespasses and sin, enemies uh, to God, ungodly, has no life of God within him, have have any way within themselves to embrace the, the gospel of Christ? And the answer to that is? Well,
1: uh, it's impossible yeah, for that can't. individual. Uh, and the only way that they can is by the, initi- the initiative of God, the divine initiative. Uh, Without God intervening,
0: you will remain dead. Some verses that we've already mentioned in the last week or two, Romans 8.8, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. You just can't. You cannot come to the Father, John 6.44, unless you are drawn. Um, So we are called, but it is impossible to answer that call unless God creates a change in our hearts that, through no human explanation or resource, Hmm. uh, a change that only God can make, which 1 Corinthians 5.17 says makes us a new New creature creature, Mm -hmm. and enables us to respond to the gospel, that really is the definition of regeneration. Okay, When John shared the gospel with you, at the seafood restaurant, or, or just told you yes. he was saved, and that was mm-hmm. kind of the ultimate drawing that God used to get you to himself, you couldn't respond to the call that God was making no. unless he first mm-hmm. initiated the new life within you to respond. Yeah. I, I, I've used this with teens, I've said it at our church, so those who go to our church have heard me say this before, a sp- what, how dead is a spiritually dead person? Right. It's a good question. Yeah. Go let Let me let me illustrate it in a couple of ways. First of all, preachers like to use illustrations. I I, I personally steer clear of illustrations because they can't really uh, capture necessarily what the Bible is saying. You know, it's like if you were out in the middle of the ocean and a boat was going by and offering a life preserver. You know. Once you take it, you're drowning. Accept God's life preserver. Mm. Well, Mm. the person who is floating at sea is not dead. The the illustration fails because the person would be on the bottom of the ocean, flesh and bones deteriorating, dead. Mm. So how are they going to reach for the life preserver from 2,000 feet what was it? Twenty thousand leagues below the sea. Who's mm-hmm. gonna? They're they're completely dead. I've said it this way: if if you walked into a funeral and shouted fire, everyone is running out except the corpse. That's right. You could say million dollars to everyone. The dead person cannot respond. S- naturally, dead people cannot respond to. Physical stimuli. That's right. A, a naturally dead person doesn't care if it's hot. Mm-hmm. Doesn't care. He can't breathe in that casket. He can't respond to spiritual or to physical things. The spiritually dead person cannot respond mm-hmm. to God. You have anything? You have a scripture in right, yeah, there? Right? I
1: was uh, thinking about Romans three and eleven, where it says that no man seeks after God. We don't have the capacity prior to being saved. We do not have the capacity to say, "Hey, I need." a savior, so I need to run after God. No, God has to come after you, and not only does he resuscitate you, uh, and I don't want to say resuscitate, because that implies that maybe you're just unconscious, but he has to totally recreate you and create a new life within you.
0: Yeah, It's like that story we heard a few weeks ago, and we were talking about it, about that lady who was Yes. perceived to be dead right. and even take I think she was even taken to the yeah, funeral and and home and, and, and right, she yeah. she was not dead right. a lot of people think that's kind of what we are as unbelievers yeah. well we got a little bit of goodness no no completely dead yeah. Ephesians 2 I thought you had open mm-hmm. there we yeah. are dead and you, in a, one, you right? got it there yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: you're close to it. Go I just ahead. ran from it, but I, I'll go back to it. Okay,
0: yeah. The idea that we are spiritually dead, it, it means completely and totally depraved and unable to respond to God's it says, call.
1: And you were dead in trespasses and sin in which you once walked following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. Not only are you dead, but you've been blinded by Satan. So, without Christ, uh, without God's intervention of, of uh, regeneration, there is no way that you can respond to God. Yeah.
0: And the great part is you stopped at verse four, I think, where it says, but God. But yeah, God. Yeah, that's the only that's, solution. That's the essence of it. So, let's right. jump to the main teaching on regeneration, John chapter three, um, because uh, when we get talking here, our time goes so fast. Um, maybe that's because we too met, spent too much time talking about nice vines and <laughs> groovy rides <laughs> and all that. <laughs> I'm going to be made fun of, I'm sure. Uh, after yes, groovy. I've <laughs> <laughs> heard that in years. <laughs> um, John chapter 3 is the, is the quintessential passage on the teaching of regeneration when Nicodemus, a Pharisee, comes to Jesus at night and is curious about this new teacher. We know you are come from God, he says, because mm-hmm. no one can do the things that God does, that, that you do unless God be with him. And Jesus just passes by all that flattery and says, verily, verily, I say unto you, like yeah. this is the truth, he says. This is the truth. Mm-hmm. I think it's amen, amen, right? In right. the Greek, amen, amen. This mm-hmm. is so true. Unless a man is born again, he That's cannot right. see the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. A person must be regenerate. Mm-hmm. Go
1: ahead. And he said two things. He said in verse 3, you can't see. And I had to think about that. And then uh, in verse 5, you can't enter. And when he's talking about not being able to see, it means that you can't discern it. Uh, You think of 1 Corinthians 2 and 14, it says, The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. So, first of all, without being regenerated, you can't even see or perceive spiritual truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, without being regenerated, you can't enter. You cannot be a member of, of the, uh, the family of God or the kingdom of God.
0: What you just said about the natural man thinks they're foolishness. I mean, I was a youth pastor for years and years you know, almost twenty-five years now of working with teens in several different churches, and I can think of many times that I was giving the gospel, and there'd be kids laughing or joking. Um, a couple years ago, here at, mm-hmm. at a service, I think it was a Christmas I gathering, that. Yeah. I was given the gospel, and I was so shaken by it, by adults mocking the the gospel right. message. Mm-hmm. That I had to turn around and put my Bible on the stage, and and it basically became. I mean, I, I felt like I felt like it was really a spiritual battle in that moment. Mm-hmm. Satan has blinded those sure. individuals sure. so that they mock that gospel. And here is the power of God going forth through that general call. And and the reason that those people can't respond is because God has not initiated that mm-hmm. change in them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's so tragic because I, I don't I I believe. That people who have heard the gospel like that will not repent in hell. It's not like people are going to get to hell no. and be like, "Oh, I wish I would have." But they will have the memories of I having the that. opportunities. Heartily, yeah. And I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll necessarily say, "Man, I wish I would have been saved." I think they'll still blame mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll mm-hmm. be so wicked. Anyway, back to the story of Nicodemus in in John three. Um, this is this is such a great subject. Uh, it might be worth two two shows, but we're not going to do that. Um, I always like to connect, I'm using a newer Bible here, but in my old Bible that I've written written all up, I have John um, 3, verse uh, 3, where he says, unless one is born again, Mm -hmm. you said that, cannot see, and then Jesus, uh, Nicodemus gets confused, and Jesus says in verse 5, unless you are born of water and the Spirit. I, I think those things are synonymous. We said, well, what does it mean to be born again? it means to be born of water and the spirit. Do you agree with that that those Absolutely. two f- okay. Absolutely. So when Jesus says you must be born again, Nicodemus says, how is it possible to crawl into my mother's womb a second time? Nicodemus is not that dumb. What he's saying is that is an impossibility right. for me. It's almost like I am so far along in my own beliefs that there is there is no possible way that I can retrace that and right. go back. Mm-hmm and start over. Jesus says that's the only way. You have to reject everything you've believed in and be born of water and the Spirit. Let's talk about what that means, okay? To be born of water and the Spirit. Um, Which one do you want to take? Do you want to take water or the Spirit? Uh, I give you this option a lot. Maybe I should take the one I want first.
1: I'll take the Spirit. Go ahead. ahead.
0: Okay, so I'll start with water then because it's first in the passage. So it says born of water and the Spirit. Uh, Murray in the book, and I agree with this, says... That water for Nicodemus as a Pharisee would have the uh, symbolism of purification, that a person needs to be purified if they are to enter into the presence of God. Um, No question that a person has to be purified, a person has to be clean. This is not talking about being baptized. This is not talking about physical birth. This is talking about... uh, Uh, being purified, and so we have to ask ourselves, well, what is the agent for this cleansing? It is not physical water. This is not about taking a bath to become physically clean. We're talking about being spiritually clean, which only happens through the Word of God. I believe the water in this passage is symbolic of the Word of God. It's the idea that um, uh, we are washed by the water of the Word, Titus chapter 2 says. Mm-hmm. So you must believe the Word, which only can happen when we are also born of the Spirit. Now it's right. your turn.
1: Okay, and uh, uh, as I was reading uh, Murray this morning, he points out two things about the Spirit and its function in the regenerative process. Uh, first of all, it purges away defilement, all, all of the sin, or uh, well, Christ uh, cleansed us of sin on the cross, but the, the Holy Spirit prepares us for his own indwelling. And secondly, he creates a new life in us. So two things are going on, purification and renovation, so to speak. Great, great, yeah.
0: And and that only happens when the Spirit convinces you. I mean, we could go to John 13, 14, 15. Mm-hmm. The Spirit has to convince you uh, of that truth, um again, we are talking so uh, so strongly about the sovereignty of God in all of this, too. The idea that he is the one who makes the decision on who is called and who is yes. regenerated. And Jesus even answers that concern when he talks about this being very, uh, the spirits working being very resembling what the wind does. Right. You, you, why don't you speak to that? Mm-hmm. What the, how does he equate the spirits' work to what the wind he, is? He
1: does? first of all he equates it as something that's invisible. You cannot uh, physically perceive the wind, but you can per- perceive uh, the activities of it. You see the wind rustling through the uh, through the. Uh, leaves and what have you, and through the trees. Well, likewise with the Holy Spirit. You can't see the Holy Spirit working, but once the Holy Spirit regenerates a person, then that person begins to exhibit fruit, and that's the analogy that I yeah. think is being
0: there. Yeah, one thing that he says in the book, the wind blows.
1: hmm
0: That's certainty. The sure. Spirit is moving. Mm-hmm. It blows where it wills. That's right. That's the sovereignty. sovereignty, So it's certain that the Spirit is moving and he moves in his own sovereign way. So that when a person is seated in a church or at camp or at a wana or wherever it is that they hear the gospel, they only can respond to that if the Holy Spirit makes them alive and and enables them to respond to that call. Mm -hmm. And if we recoil at that doctrine, we're really recoiling at Christ because He's the one who's 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 sharing that John in John chapter one says uh, we are regenerated as an act of God and God alone because we are born again, not of blood. This is John one 13. We are born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, right. nor of the will of the man of man, but of God. Of God. This is the divine begetting that happens just like none of, just like, I mean, uh, what role did you have in choosing your birthday, your birth parents? What role did you have? None whatsoever. You were completely dependent on the actions of your mother and father to begot you. That's not the right terminology, but to, to bear you. You had no say in that. And in the same way, we have no say in our spiritual new birth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are responsible to respond to the gospel, but God is the one who initiates that. See, yeah, uh, had another scripture there for yeah, us. Yeah,
1: I was uh, thinking about Lydia uh, in the book of Acts, in verse 16, uh, in chapter 16, verse 14, uh, after hearing the, the the word of God preached, it says, "One who who heard was a woman named Lydia from the city of Thyatira, a seller of purple goods, who was a worshipper of God. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what Paul said." <laughs> uh, it took the Lord to do it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, she could have sat there until the cows came home, mm-hmm. and she would have never responded to the gospel call.
0: All of this that we're saying, what, what, is, what is it designed to do? What is it designed to give God in all of this? What would,
1: the ultimate glory yeah, yeah. where it belongs. It makes me think of Jonah 2 and 9. Salvation is of the Lord. I believe Psalm three and eight, where it yes, says, "Salvation it belongs to the Lord." We must make no mistake about the fact that salvation is of the Lord from start to finish, and that really should should uh, just bless our hearts yeah. because it takes that load off of us.
0: Yeah, it it also takes the load off of us in our gospel witness too. Sure, you know the idea that we can share the gospel and trust God for the results. We're already at twenty two minutes. And we didn't talk about what I really wanted to talk about. So let's take two more minutes. Not what I really wanted to talk about. I've enjoyed talking about all of this, but in last in in, in Monday uh, in Monday's episode on it was Monday, I think on um, the effectual calling, we said that the calling of God is a holy calling, and and yes. we've mentioned that when a person comes to faith and trust in Christ, they are saved. This is the way. Is it the way Luther says it or Sproul reset it? We are saved by faith alone, but not by faith that remains instance, alone. In other so, words, right, that yeah. faith will Amen. change our lives. And John, the, the apostle John, seems to be the major teacher of regeneration in John 1, John mm-hmm. 3. And in 1 John, he talks about regeneration also will bear fruit in our lives. There, there are fruits of this generation. Like, no one can call Christ Lord. Amen. No one will deny Jesus came in the flesh right. who is regenerate. No one will hate his brother mm-hmm. if they are truly born again. And then, I think I think we're just going to quote this because our time is short. But whoever is born of God, John says, that mm-hmm. person sinneth. Not, right. for the seed of God abides in him. doesn't mean he will never sin. We can go back to laps and leaping, mm-hmm. it, but it's that they will not become an habitual practice of their lives. Right. And and if we are truly regenerate, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new, new creature. Old things are
1: passed, passed away.
0: And, yeah, all things have become, become new. new, That it, and it right. must be the case in our lives. They, there are two families on the earth, that's it. They are children of God and children of the devil, and the ones who are really born of God are going to bear that fruit. Amen. So, if you examine your life—that's what we're told to do. Right. That's what—that's what our our Lord's Supper is designed to do every right. every time we celebrate the Lord's Supper together, but also on a regular basis as individuals—is to is to examine the fruit of our lives and is it in keeping with regeneration. Amen. But man, praise God, He's done that work in our lives. I mean, we didn't deserve that. <laughs> it's try to try to step back from recording an episode of a podcast and thinking about what God has personally done for me and while I was dead in my trespasses and sins uh, God who is rich in mercy made us alive
1: makes me think of you know what is boasting then I mean what do we have to boast about absolutely nothing yeah,
0: we've talked about this we're going to be passing each other in heaven giving each other high fives and mm-hmm. All of the praise and attention on that day will go to where it right belongs. rightly belongs to the God. Lord. And that needs to happen in this life too. Well, that's it. Thanks, Derek, for coming in. I always enjoy this. We encourage encourage you to pass it on if it's been a blessing to you. And uh, look at the information in the podcast description for all the ways you can contact us. You can listen to the hymns that I named the episodes after on the YouTube channel that I've created there. So all kinds of ways to get in touch with us. Please do. If we can do anything to help you, uh, we would love to do that. We enjoy doing this. Even if nobody listened, I think we'd keep doing it. But uh, we thank you for listening. We'll talk to you on Friday.